Okay, so before the podcast begins, uh, I'd like to introduce who's in the podcast. Uh, so the podcast consists of Matheus Schmidt, Nicholas Wisely, Gabriel Moraes, and Bruno Minghetti. And uh, we hope you enjoy. Welcome to our Wildcast podcast, and in today's episode, we are going to be discussing uh, European Super League, as well as the Champions League uh, quarterfinals and semifinals, and our predictions about that. So, uh, would anyone like to talk uh, about the European Super League first? Like, what are your opinions? What do you think uh, was especially like uh, about the league, and do you think it's good or bad? Obviously, it was cancelled, but what are your opinions? Well, the European Super League shows that soccer is not only played inside the field, but also outside of it. And this is an important factor that many people forget. Many of the presidents, many of the owners of these European clubs have really good relationships between uh, each of their families. And this shows once more that this idea of playing not playing in a clean way is not only present here in South America, but also in Europe until today. And then, of course, with the, the pressure of the public, the, the plan was exposed in a certain way, and then, they, and then they gave up with the idea of implementing the Super League. But it shows how um, there is dirtiness not only here in South America when it comes to soccer. Okay, so my opinion on the European Super League is really, I didn't really like the initial idea because I thought it would really um, change the soccer uh, as a whole. As Bruno said, the whole dynamic, it's not just a sport. It has a lot more to it. Uh, they said the prize was around 10 times as more as the Champions League prize. So I could understand the team's and the owners wanting that, especially in the COVID time. But we have to take into consideration that soccer is a universal sport and is important, really important, one of the most watched sports. And I just wanted to show one of the results from the European Super League were that now Manchester United showed uh, interest in selling the ownership. And lots of other teams are having this insecurity and lots of roles in their um in their departments and stuff uh with a protest in chelsea stadium um when they were going against stoke they blocked out the whole area so lots of people in the club lost their job especially the the manchester united board president resigned so it kind of gave lots of uh hope for the people that money is not going to win and that the sport is going to continue being the sport. So for me, I was totally against, but I understand the reasons behind the Super League. Uh, so I guess I'll add a little bit about what I my opinion is. So 
Uh, I also agree it's really, really bad for soccer, in my opinion. Uh, it really takes out the opportunities for our teams to rise up and overall have a fair competition because it would just give a monopoly for all of these bigger teams to just compete against themselves and really not uh, give a chance to the smaller teams to not only like rise up and get to compete against these teams and get especially get games against these teams which could uh, lead to bigger growth in these teams uh, but it's also a big problem overall since this could uh, lead to effects on other regions since Europe is like a pillar in terms of soccer in many places of the world so people look at their soccer uh, examples in terms of league and stuff. And if it happened there, it could lead to a big domino effect uh, into many other places as well. Nick. So I just searched up here a quick fact that was that collectively all the teams uh, net value summed up is around 37.2 billion. So if you don't, guys don't know, I'm gonna just restate the teams that were in the European Super League that was proposed, Atletico de Madrid from Spain, Real Madrid, FC Barcelona, uh, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus, and in the United Kingdom, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Tottenham. And all of those were my just saying that they're all worth together collectively, 37.2 billion for you guys to know. And uh, taking into consideration that their goal was to get a lot more money than the prize that they got in Champions League shows lots of greed. Sorry. So for my opinion, same as you guys, I disagree with the whole Super League. I really liked what Nicholas said because it's related to what Pep Guardiola said about how this whole dynamic of soccer, which is especially when it comes to a league, there's the, the ones, the teams who would be demoted and there isn't this fear in the Super League. There would be like 15, what I understood, there would be 15 main teams, founder teams, that would always participate and always win the prizes while other only five other teams would participate however there isn't the same thing as the dedication that you put into something would compensate they would always have this ability of earning the prizes and this is not what soccer is about soccer is that competition of like all teams no matter like the size of price and uh, like and the essence of it, like the beautiful thing of playing soccer isn't about the money. It's about like the dedication and the effort that you put into it. Yeah. Uh, so I think this was pretty good uh, overall. So like look at this topic of the Super League. Uh, so let's move on into this more uh, inclusive uh, championship, which is the Champions League quarter. Uh, Champions League and talk about the quarterfinals in them. So obviously we had many great games. Uh, so why don't we start a bit with uh, I think the most impressive games at least. So PSG and um, uh, Bayern Munich. So at least uh, I'd like to think that that was quite a unexpected victory, um, especially seeing how the games played out. Uh, so what do you guys have to say about it? So as for me, 
I am really biased when it comes to this game because I'm a Bayern fan. However, I believe throughout the whole games, both of the teams played really well. Both created many chances, although Bayern, uh, they lost many good chances. They had almost double the amount of shots and created opportunities. Then PSG, although they weren't with many of their main players, such as Gennady Lewandowski, which he is the main um, goal scorer in many leagues uh, this season and last season also. However, I believe this also came out being one of the big factors because Lewandowski, he is a really decisive striker when it comes to the game. And, but PSG also did an incredible game. They were always defending in the second game after like the second half, they were like in the same thing as FIFA parked the bus. They were all in defense, just trying to like get rid of the ball. But I believe the game was really impressive and PSG really earned from what they played and the effort that they put into both games. We can see through the match facts that they had 31 shots uh, in both games for Bayern and six shot overall shots for um, for the Bayern. And I felt that PSG did a great job in neutralizing that and holding them off. Uh, which was something really hard. Yes, we have to consider that Lewandowski and Gnabry weren't playing. Both really crucial players for the for the Bayern team. But we have to consider that Neymar, even though he didn't score, he was going after it and putting pressure, constant pressure on the counterattacks as well as Mbappe. Even though they didn't score a lot, they just scored once in the last game and got pressure a lot. So... Uh, I felt defensively without Marquinhos, a crucial defender that they have, which is the captain, can also play as a as a center uh, midfielder and defensive midfielder. So he's really useful. But he got injured, so they didn't have the strong defender, and they were still able to neutralize that strong Bayern attack. You know, the Champions League is a tournament where we cannot make assumptions before the game. And, the, and history shows that. For example, I was remembering about that 6-1 Barcelona versus PSG in, I believe, in 2017. And also Liverpool, Liverpool and Tottenham uh, some years ago games in which it was certain that, that they would be out of the competition. However, they were able to uh, score many goals and actually uh, qualify to the next round. And uh, this is this uh, and history proved us that once again we cannot even if a, a team wins a game uh, in the home of uh, or sorry away from home it doesn't mean he is qualified because of this historic of the Champions League in addition to that uh, when Liverpool passed some years ago 4-0 uh, against Barcelona it's, it is important to remember that Liverpool was with, without many of its main players and despite that they were able to qualify and win uh, Barcelona so there this this helps to show that there despite Bayern being without Lewandowski uh, there was no excuse for Bayern to play well and win that game because in a, they were playing at home and they had quite quite honestly better qualified 
team than the one Liverpool showed some years ago, at least on paper. So that created expectation. Bayern needed to win that game. It lost. Therefore, it needed it needed to turn turn around uh, in Paris, and it they were not able to do that. And it is also is ex explained by PSG's history of always trying to reach and become champion. They lost last year for Bayern, so this could be motivation for players. Um, well, are we going to? We cannot be uh, eliminated by Bayern once more. And they are trying for the last four or five years, always uh, hitting on the post. However, this time they were able to pass the most qualified team, which is Bayern, the one that was champion on the last season. And this creates a lot of expectation for PSG. And as it was said before, the team who won that game, that game probably will be the champion. This is something I, I am willing to bet on. If PSG passed Bayern, there is a high chance that PSG will uh, be the champion past Manchester City, which is also a team that was never champion and uh, is always sitting on the post. So this created a lot of expectation for the PSG team. I think something that you just said of the both teams hitting on the post is something that's going to be really interesting to see on the semifinals. So what I really wanted in all competitions each year is to see one of these teams that never won it to go and go at it. And the Super League is going to took that out. So I just feel really good having this, both teams, Manchester City that won from Dortmund, that were a strong team, a strong contender as well, but with very young players, not so experienced as, by, as Manchester City's team that had Pep Guardiola, a really experienced trainer and manager but I felt having this game of Manchester City and PSG is a both game both a game that for both of the teams to prove themselves for themselves as well for everyone and yeah so I think it's really interesting yeah um, so I think uh, finishing up this PSG and Bayern I think that's something that I thought was really uh, interesting was kind of the contrast in both styles of play because um, as you guys said, uh, Bayern plays a lot more predicted, uh, like down to the book kind of football, you know, uh, they do everything kind of correctly in theory. Uh, well, I feel like PSG is a lot more of a creative team that has like spurts, uh, to individual players to shine a lot more. Uh, so for example, like Neymar is able to create a lot of pressure with Mbappé uh, together. So that's what I like. think that they have a lot more potential for especially upsets uh, through that since they can uh, have a lot more individual players step up on a certain day and be able to like make the difference a lot more. And that's part of the reason that I think they were able to win, really. Um, I think that uh, this was probably the most interesting game to watch of all of these of the quarterfinals. Um, I think if you guys really want to uh, point out small things in the other games, uh, I think that uh, that would be great. Uh, but I think that this was probably the best game. Real Madrid also showing like very, very good games uh, in the game, the first game, especially against Liverpool. And I think uh, all these teams uh, have like really good potential to win. 
I think that, in my opinion, Chelsea is probably the team that needs to uh, probably step up a bit more if they want to uh, have a chance at winning. Uh, so what do you guys have to say about that? Uh, just before going to another game, I just wanted also to talk about uh, PSG in itself. And in my opinion, I believe the weakest part of their team would become like would be considered the defense in itself. However, they were they proven me really wrong because in the second game, uh, there I believe the defender there was he covered all all aerial passes. He was tipping them out and. I believe is one of the main ways, one of the main strategies that Bayern uses in their games. And Jello, he took, I believe, 10 of these balls out and he was dominating the aerial. And I believe that was also a really big factor of them not conceiving more goals in both of these two games. But uh, to, uh, connecting a little bit already to the next game, uh, I was ruling for Liverpool since if they would still be a little bit stronger than Real Madrid themselves. However, as we saw, Real Madrid actually won. And Vinicius Jr., he's one of the youngest players there in Real Madrid, and he did also a, had a really big role in the game. Uh, however, I believe if Liverpool had played uh, in the uh, if they would have played in the first game the same as they played in the last minutes of the second game, they they would have won from Real Madrid because they were creating too many opportunities and Hale wasn't almost being able to defend them. I felt uh, Vinicius Jr. put on a show. He scored two goals and he was getting really criticized by the media in Spain. So I thought for himself, it was a good moment. And for the team to have someone step up, they were depending a lot on Benzema, not just on the European competitions as well as the Spanish league. They depend a lot on Benzema and having another play player stand up and doing uh, really good some game um, is really good. So I thought Real Madrid's display was really good. And uh, Liverpool, I agree with what Mateo said. The last minutes, they were doing everything they could to win. But why didn't they do that in the whole game? And I felt that was like something up there, something to put into question for next time, if they have to play better and more pressure, constant pressure. But Chelsea and Porto, I felt, was a really weak game, even though there were beautiful goals. A weak overall game. I feel who's going to take this Champions League is going to come from who wins from Manchester City and PSG because those are two teams that are going to go with the mentality to prove them, as I said before. So, yeah. So, I thought overall the the game it was really weak. Just finishing on what Nikki also commented, uh, Liverpool, it, it's something really interesting that I saw that their first shot that they did in the first game only came in the second quarter. Well, Helmut, they already kicked nine times. They already had nine clear opportunities. So in the first game, Liverpool, they weren't doing anything at the attack. They weren't even being able to pass. 
through the defense and they weren't even with their main defenders because Sergio Ramos, which I believe during that game, he was still injured. So they also played really well de defensively. Uh. Which once again, just to add, is quite different than the Liverpool we have seen last years. And this is something that also caught my attention. You know, that Liverpool that would attack, go never give up in a game, especially at home. I know that now with COVID, there's no, there are no fans, but still, that was something very characteristic from Liverpool. And the statistic that Mateo shared just uh, supports this argument that this Liverpool of this season is quite different than the ones from the previous seasons. Yeah, um, and I think that's like a very interesting point. Uh, maybe the having the people watching them really uh, gave them an incentive before as well. And obviously uh, the other things might have changed. Uh, I think maybe my internet's a bit of a problem right here, but I think we should move on to the uh, semifinals. It might, especially the, the English teams. They are, the fans are uh, much, let's say, stronger in stadiums, larger, more noise and et cetera. So that could have made an impact on English teams this season and the 2019-2020 uh, seasons. Yes, it could. Yeah, so let's move on to, I think, the semifinals and what your predictions are. Uh, I guess I'll start. So Real Madrid and Chelsea, uh, as I said, I think that Chelsea really needs to step up if they really want to have any chance. Uh, I think that they were the ones that demonstrated like the lower quality game in the quarterfinals. So uh, there, I think Real Madrid should probably move on to the finals, uh, but it could definitely, as a, again, Bruno said, anything can really happen. And Chelsea could surprise, but I don't see it at the moment. And PSG and Manchester City, uh, I am hoping that PSG will win because I think that the play style with uh, the Real Madrid, I think they have a kind of similar somewhat play style. And I think it would be very interesting to see that game. Uh, so I think that those two teams will pass on and it will be a kind of one team that has already won a championship, many championships and like one that's still trying to prove themselves. So I think that's really interesting from the side of the way that the brackets kind of played out. So you're going to have like the two kind of opposing things uh, coming out in the finals. So my bet's going to be on Chelsea and uh, PSG because I believe that Chelsea, they just signed Mendy, a goalie that has a high clean sheets in the Premier League as well as in the Champions League. So I believe they, he can neutralize uh, the Real Madrid and they can surprise. Timo Werner started scoring goals and Harvard's finally in. So I think they might surprise. I hope on that because they have one Champions League and Real Madrid have 13. And in the other side, teams that I'm going to be cheering for who wins because I just really want both teams to first title. I don't know. Like, I just want that. Uh, you know, in the last seasons, 
I have been noticing a pattern. The team that wins is the one that lost in the previous one, that uh, hit on the post on the pre previous season. This happened, I believe, with Liverpool. The club actually lost to Dortmund as well. And uh, this, hap this happened with other teams as well, which always sit on the post. And the manager from PSG this year, just to uh, add how, how motivation plays a role, is uh, Pochettino, with, which lost with Tottenham on the 2018-19 Champions League. He lost in the final for Liverpool. So it shows how both motivation can play a role in this case. Both of PSG and City are extremely motivated because both need this title. This is the title that they uh, still didn't uh, are, are willing to win. They're still looking for this title. So both come extremely motivated, much, much more than Madrid and Chelsea, which are teams with more tradition in the Champions League. But, well, PSG... In, 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 in the field, PSG has de demonstrated, I believe, more willingness to win this, the players. And therefore, once again, I repeat, it is hard to make predictions for this competition, but I would say PSG will, will be one of the teams in the final. Uh, same as what Nicholas also said, my predictions will be really similar, I believe, uh, between PSG and Man City. I believe PSG will have the upper hand, because, especially now because I believe I saw uh, Kevin De Bruyne, the main midfielder, had injured, and this is a really big uh, holdback that will, uh, that will bring a really big... Uh, consequence for Man City in that midfield because Kevin De Bruyne participates in many of the created opportunities in the team and also goals. So I believe this will make it even harder for Man City to pass PSG and PSG having Neymar and Mbappe at front will be really hard. Although in the other uh, game having Chelsea and Real Madrid, I really want uh, Chelsea to go on to the finals since also what Nicholas said of Timo Werner and uh, Ziyech becoming now like they're um, like a surprise because now they're coming back and the team is actually playing better than in the beginning of the season so I believe they will catch everyone off guard and I, in my personal opinion I just want Timo Werner the underestimated player who had a really brilliant uh, season uh, with Leipzig having a, like, a really definite final having a really good final I, I would even consider having him scoring a goal at final so he could prove everyone wrong because there have been many critiques to the striker and I really want him to actually show the world what what skills he's actually capable of thank you so uh i don't think anyone has any final remarks uh so thank you very much for watching our podcast we hope you enjoyed and so uh we hope you enjoy future uh, sports episodes that we will be making uh this was very fun for ourselves so thank you for watching <laughs>